It's halfway through the week. It's Wellbeing Wednesday, and where I am, the sun is still shining. Welcome, everyone, to episode five of the Heath Man podcast. How are you all? Now, I know that I always say this, but today really is action-packed. We have a very special Wellbeing Wednesday guest. We have a brave peek into what I'm told is quite a smelly staff room in the school, oh, as well as a charming story with a pretty crazy twist at the end. There's so much to look forward to. Let's not hang around and dive straight in. So last week, we started this brand new feature called Wellbeing Wednesday. And today's interview, well, is with a person who, if you are super lucky, you will have got to spend time with. She is the sort of person who has this superpower where you just feel great after you spent time with her. She's cool. She's calm. And I just can't wait to have a little chat with my friend, Mrs. Stewart. Hi, Mrs. Stewart, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, how are you? Oh, you are so chilled. Everybody's just gonna be feeling better already just to hear your voice, I know. Um, So on the podcast, thank you so much for being here. Um, On the podcast, we uh, tended to uh, start with a little game. I love a game. Mm, me too. Um, and so you have not escaping this, even though it's Wellbeing Wednesday. Uh, this is our good old friend, the quick fire round. If you've okay. been listening in, you will know how it goes. I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to fire off the answers as quickly as you can. Are you ready? Yes. Ready. Nervous. You're not nervous. Nothing faces you. You're so chilled. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. Tea or coffee? Tea. <laughs> quickly, quickly. Uh, fruit or vegetables? Um, fruit. Phone call or text? Phone call. Yeah, you're 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 a chatter. Early yeah. or late? Late. Cinema or theatre? Theatre. Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Yeah, I'm Saturday too. Mm. Uh, sweet or savoury? Uh, savoury. Letters or emails? Letters, definitely. When was the last letter you got? Not from a bank. A long time ago. My parents still send me postcards. Yeah. Let's write letters. Everyone writes a letter to someone you love. Um, English or maths? English. (laughs) Me too. Inside or outside? Outside. Uh, Sport or music? (laughs) Music. Cakes or biscuit? Cakes. Yeah. Big party or small group? Ooh. Small group. Milk or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Loud or quiet? Mm, quiet. Sofa or beanbag? Sofa. TV or radio? TV. Lower school or middle school? I couldn't possibly decide. <laughs> nobody's answered that question yet um okay you did quite well i'm not surprised you took that in your stride um Mm. as usual now 
the, another sort of feature is thinking about things that you're feeling thankful for. Can you just share some of those with us? I have been thankful that we have been able to stay connected mm. um, since we haven't been able to see each other in person. Um, I've been, I found Zoom quite tricky to start with. Mm. I found it's quite strange because I haven't done it before, but I'm now thankful for it to be able to see people is, um, it's a real highlight of my day. Um, the weather. I have been thankful for the weather because I love the fresh air and I love the sunshine. I think, you know, heading into summer is a good thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, as, as, I, as we're talking now, the weather has gone downhill a little. It's just to feed the plants and to make the flowers more beautiful. Don't you worry about that. Is there anything that is particularly inspired you in this last season? I think... A lot of the children that I have been talking to recently have inspired me with uh, the things that they are trying, the new things that they are trying, um, the challenges that they're taking on. Um, and also what has inspired me and encouraged me is the children that have accepted when a day is tricky and being okay with that because tomorrow is always a new day mm. and we can try again tomorrow. So I think that's I, really encouraged me to be okay with how I'm feeling. Such valuable lessons, aren't they, to learn so young? Yeah. That, you know, part of being a human being is that you're going to have good days and bad days. And yeah. um, I think we're all experiencing them for different reasons. And sometimes you don't really know why. You just yes. feel a bit a bit sad or a bit rotten um so we started last week in well-being wednesday uh, we really wanted to uh, acknowledge the fact that our well-being is the number one thing right now um as families as individuals as a school as a as the heathmount family and beyond in our own um our own little pockets as well uh mr uh, spowett last week did um a sort of spowett 60 it wasn't quite 60 seconds, but who's counting? Um, and today I know that you have got some um, real um, pearls of wisdom for us and also some kind of top tips, things that we can put into our toolkits and we can keep at the front of our mind for things that are really going to help on those really good days and on those days that are a bit tougher. Um, what sort of things have you got to share with us from your, um, from your huge wisdom and experience? Well, I think at the moment what is tricky is that there are so many things around us um, that we can't control. There's lots of things that we have no control over, but there are also so many things that we do have control over and there are so many things that we can do to help ourselves. Mm. And I must say, as I jotted down this list, I do believe that probably most of the children are already doing this. They're doing such a fantastic job. But I thought a quick reminder and a refresh wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing. Oh, the amount of days that I hit refresh, you know, it doesn't do any harm. <laughs> Just to check that everything is kicking on. So please do give us your top, 
top five well-being tips so my number one is keep active um staying physical um and physically active is such a key part of our mental well-being um and i know i don't know whether you've seen any of them there's some fantastic live zoom sports classes going on at school at the moment oh aren't we lucky with these just are the, the the amount of work and talent and focus that has gone into these are extraordinary and we are so grateful to the the team who put those yeah. together uh, okay so number one keep active what's the second one now, number two is to keep connected um we are social beings by nature we like being together and we are all missing each other at the moment um a lot of children are using social media which is fantastic but i would also recommend using the telephone using zoom so to have that voice and face-to-face -face contact that's invaluable to sort of support us at the moment keep connected brilliant um, number three is keep learning learning promotes good mental health um i know that all the teachers are making sure that everyone is learning new things but there's lots we can do at home we can learn a new skill we can try baking we can try a new craft or set ourselves a challenge i think that's important but i think there's no you know getting that balance as well of the pressure of thinking oh but i've got all these lessons to do and i don't understand this and i'm gonna get behind or i didn't quite manage to finish this that's not what you're talking about here is it that's talking about you know the sort of academic life that's all the teacher's job is to guide you through that yep. and that is you know you're in such good hands but this is this idea of actually just sparking up different parts of your brain it's that that creative spark isn't it that is again just like the endorphins yeah. um i know it makes you feel better yeah a lot of children have been learning new tiktok dances i know that's very popular <laughs> i'm so bad at them i've tried it's so embarrassing failed miss ferguson keep so my i'll be keeping my uh account private that's for sure <laughs> um okay keep active keep connected yeah just learning things learning. that you want to learn it's for enjoyment it's for personal challenge so it's that type of learning yeah um number four is keep giving mm. doing things for other people is fantastic for our own well-being so it's almost, I always think of that um, as like a, a double win, really, because it's good for the person who is having the good deed done for, and it's good for you as well. And it's infectious when that happens as well, isn't it? Because it has this sort of massive ricochet effect. Yes. Nobody is ever going to wake up and think, I really hope somebody isn't kind to me today. Yeah. Or I really hope I don't get surprised by something awesome today you know thank you that that's that that's such an important one um and what 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 is your last tip for my last one is to keep noticing mm. so at the moment we can be experiencing quite strong emotions sometimes we can not quite know where they've come from and for what reason um we can we're in sort of sometimes quite new and tricky situations at the moment yeah and I think it's really important to notice 
what's going on in your body. Really take stock and notice how you are feeling and how things are impacting you. And then to talk about it. That is the most important thing of all is to be aware of how you're feeling and just to keep talking. So, so wise as ever. Well, listen, I could chat to you all day, but that has been such a great start to our Wellbeing Wednesday. Um, and I know that these are things that people are just going to be able to hit refresh. And even if it's just one of those things that, you know, on any given day that they were able to tap into and start to build into their life, then, um, then that is going to make for a really healthy, healthy Heathmount family, which is all that we want. Well, it has been um, an absolute joy. And thank you so much for sharing your, um, your wisdom with us and your love. Um, and we can feel it throughout, like giving everyone a hug out there. Um, and we'll see you very soon. Take yes. care. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Right. God bless. Stay safe. Bye. Oh, aren't we lucky to have such an incredible well-being team at school where, of course, our amazing school counsellor, Mrs. Stewart, is at the heart of. Thanks for the refresh and reminding us of how important it is to keep active, connected, learning, giving and noticing. I hope that we can lean into some of these truths in the day ahead. Such good stuff. Now... <laughs> We are now going from the sublime to the ridiculous. I feel like I've just been to a spa and now I'm going to step into a smelly, sweaty gym because the staff room that we are daring to peek into belongs to the boys' game staff. <laughs> Brace yourself, Heathmount family. There's some pretty big characters in there. Let's go. So... The first question that I asked them all was, um, who has got the best sporting trivia knowledge? Hmm. Obviously, recently, me and Mr. Stevenson were involved in the um, battle of the footballing brains and he beat me at that. So I know Mr. Stevenson um, is quite clued up with his, uh, with his football um, he's a keen cricket player as well, Mr. Stevenson. So I'd uh, I'd back him with a with a cricket question as well. Um, Mr. Elliot as well, actually, probably Mr. Elliot, myself, and Mr. Stevenson are send usually sending each other little quizzes about football as well. So I, I think it would be a toss up between Mr. Stevenson and Mr. Elliot. I think Mr. Dill would be the person who would win a sporting trivia quiz, as he's always doing the crossword at break times. I think probably Mr. Elliot. I know he's quite clued up with his with his knowledge of sports, so I think I have to go with him. So if it was just football, I would go with either Mr. Stevenson or Mr. Boynton. But because it's sport overall, I'm gonna have to go with Mr. Dill. Yeah, Mr. Dill for me. Mr. Dill would probably be Mr. Russell. I think Mr. Dill would probably win a sporting trivia quiz. I know Mr. Boynton's pretty hot on it and he actually runs a quiz. And in fact, most of the sports staff are pretty good when it comes to trivia. But Mr. Dill, definitely, he 
he kind of put, corrected me on something which happened almost when he was seven years old and I was a bit older. Um, whether Viv Richard scored 292 runs at the Oval in 1977. He told me 291. He was correct. He was seven. I was 15 at the time. Um, so definitely Mr. Dill. I think uh, in a sporting trivia quiz, there'd be three runners. It'd be Mr. Beskeen, mainly because I think he was probably at most of the sporting events, uh, live with his camera. Uh, Mr. Naylor, who I think has got a pretty good general knowledge. Um, and myself, um, apart from I can't remember what day it is, um, but I think I probably can remember quite a few sporting answers. Sounds like Mr. Dill needs to get on the podcast and be fired a few sports questions. <laughs> now, the next question is... Who likes to wear shorts all year round? Shorts. So that's got to be one of the Northern boys. Me or Mr Boynton, I'm going to say. Mr Boynton is the person who's likely to wear shorts all year round. Mr Boynton for me. Um, coming from, from up north of the country where it's always cold. Um, coming down here, it's like, it's like he's gone off to Spain, I think, with the heat we get. Mr. Russell's definitely the one that's going to be wearing shorts all year round. Um, he's a bit of a marathon man. He likes to get out on his jogs. Um, and when you do catch him out on his jogs, it, it, he's more than likely going to be in his shorts. Uh, Mr. Russell. I think he does actually already wear shorts all year round. Um, so he would be definitely the most likely. Person most likely to wear shorts all year round, definitely Mr. Russell. All day, every day. Mr. Spowart, shorts, any opportunity to uh, get his legs uh, that little bit more orange? Mr. Elliot, um, he was protege of um, Mr. Rock, who basically did the same. It's not often you see Mr. Elliot wearing anything but shorts. I think we all like to wear shorts. We haven't seen Mr. Dillon shorts ever, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Northerners. First bit of sunshine and we, uh, we're straight out into our summer wear. <laughs> now I took my life in my hands a little bit by asking this question. Who in the boys' game staff room is the best at football? We've had some good footballs at the school and, in, and uh, the staff team's pretty good. Unbeaten so far, I understand. Um, We've recently recruited Mr. Stevenson and Mr. Boyington, who are top-notch. I'm going to give it to Mr. Stevenson simply because Mr. Boyington's a Liverpool fan. Now, the best at football. Now, this is a tough one. I'm torn between two. Um, I'm going to have to say both of them. I don't want either of them to fall out with me. So I'm going to say the best two at football are Mr. Stevenson and Mr. Boyington. Again... I think I'm going to have to go for Mr. Boynton for this next one. Mr. Elliot. It's a difficult one. There's a few runners. So I narrowed it down to two. Uh, Mr. Stevenson or Ricky from the kitchen. I know that's a little bit left field, but he is the top goal scorer. Um, but I'm going to give it to Mr. Stevenson. Best at football. I would have to split between Mr. Stevenson and Mr. Boynton. Mr. Stevenson is probably the best at football. He's a bit of a midfield maestro. 
Oh, best up football. I think there's a few of them in there. Um, as some of you may know, we've got a little uh, Heathmount staff team going. We've played a few games. Mr Stevenson's playing at the highest standard at the moment. Mr Elliot played at a good standard at Carlisle. And also Mr Naylor as well. He played for um, his district and county. So there's three really good footballers there. I think it'd be a toss-up between those three. I think Steve-O just pipped it. But Mr Boynton and him sound like a formidable team. Aren't we lucky to have such talented sportsmen? Now, this next question... It's happened to the best of us. I've certainly done this quite a few times. But who in the boys' staff room forgets most things on the bus? Now, I bet one person will definitely say me because one time he brought some homework onto the um, onto the coach and to Mark, and he marked it. And then at the end of the journey, he wasn't coming back on the coach. He asked me if I would um, pick up his homework for him and I got off the bus and I left, left the homework on the bus so then we had to get to the depot to get the homework folders back before the homework went out to his class. But also I'm going to mention Mr Bowden as he leaves so much stuff at other schools, so much stuff, first aid kits, water bottles, Anything. Mr. Bowden definitely gets a mention for that one. Mr. Bowden, only having been at Heathmount a very short time, left his laptop and his phone on one of the school uh, match buses. Mr. Bowden is probably the person most likely to leave something on the bus as well. Most likely to forget something on the bus. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to go with Mr. Dill. Who's most likely to forget something on the bus? Or just to forget to get on the bus completely. Uh, there's a few contenders for that. I think possibly myself, as uh, I can be quite forgetful. And Mr. Beskin is quite a busy man. Uh, so sometimes he might also be reasonably forgetful. Definitely Mr. Bowden for this one. Loves forgetting first aid kits around. Loves, loves forgetting little bits and bobs at schools. I'll tell you what, to be fair... I think a lot of them are very organised. I think probably the least organised, it would be between me and Mr Stevenson that are probably more than likely to forget something on the bus. I think it, we'll put that down to the, due to the inexperience, me and Mr Stevenson most likely to forget something. Mr Dill, I think as far as forgetting things, um, he once left his car keys on the top of his car and drove off. <laughs> I'm not really sure how Mr Dill managed to leave his keys on the roof and then drive away but I mean I I've also done that as well so it's uh you know you're in good company here uh the next thing now any sports teacher sports fan will love the moment where the new kit arrives which one of our staff room loves the stash the most. All the game staff are constantly asking for new kit, but probably Mr Russell the most, constantly asking for new t-shirts. Never anything else, just new t-shirts all the time. Definitely Mr Russell. 100% Mr Russell. It doesn't matter if it's too big, too small, female, male clothing. If it's free, he will have it. 100%. 
who cares about the new kitten stash the most? Mr. Russell. Whenever there's a, a new list for kitten stash, you'll find Mr. Russell's name at the top of it. Me? New stash? Any new stash? Both the staff like new kit, but Mr. Naylor, whenever he brings stuff in from the Paralympic um, setup he has um, at home, then I would definitely be first in line. I may be wrong, maybe others are the same. The new kit and stash. Well, Mr. Naylor has um, probably the most access to, to quite a lot of stash. I wouldn't say he's necessarily the keenest. Um, so I'm going to give that to Mr. Spower again, uh, who I think does certainly like some kits. Mr. Bowden, within two terms of being at Heathmount, probably had more kit or stash than anybody else at school. New kit. I think, again, I'm going to have to go for Mr. Spower as um, he he wasn't too happy at the beginning of the year when he didn't receive a brand new Heathmount coat, which I had the pleasure of telling him was lovely and warm and much better than his one. Who cares about new kit and stash the most? Probably has to go to Mr. Stevenson. He walks around like he's had his first England stash drop. Loves it. Loves the badge. Love that, don't they? Just love the badge. Um, now, finally, let's all think of the glorious match tees that we get in the summer term, the cricket season, all these joys to come. But who in the staff room likes a match tee the most? Who enjoys a match tee the most? Again, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Russell. Loves any uh, any sort of food that's on the go, always nipping in, in and out of the kitchen at school. Um, and he will definitely pick up a bargain for you in the supermarket. Uh, match tea would be with... Well, I think we all enjoy match tea. I like to enjoy a match tea discussion and the chat about match tea and what's on offer with Mr. Beskeen. So I'm going to go with with Mr. Beskeen for match tea. Um, and I would enjoy the match tea the most, I believe. I do enjoy eating uh, most of the things on offer and, uh, and pride myself on doing so. Match tea, I think everyone's everyone's involved in match tea. Everybody absolutely loves a bit of food after the games and that. But if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose myself. On away fixtures, I don't mind uh, nipping into the staff bit to have a nice little cake and a sandwich. Mr Dill does enjoy a match tea. I think it's going to have to go with Mr Stevenson again. He loves a match tea. I think he's a little bit newer to it and I think it's he's, uh, he does enjoy it. So Mr Stevenson enjoys the match tea most. Me again, definitely. Match tea. You can't beat it. It's a little snack before supper. I think all game staff love match tea probably just as much as the children, but there are a few who have been known to take doggy bags home after an away match on the coach. I won't say who, though. Great sports they all are. Thank you, boys games department, for letting us peek in. Now, I think we've definitely learned a thing or two about you all, and aren't we so, so lucky to have you? Now, I wonder which staff room we'll be sneaking into next time. Hmm, stay tuned to find out. 
Now, as I promised, I am looking out again for some of you to come and join me on the podcast for next week. And I am looking this time for some actors. So if you're missing your drama lessons and your play rehearsals, which I most certainly am, send me an email at podcast at heathmon.org and let me know if you're up for creating some magical moments in the episodes to come. (laughs) Phew. Do you know, I'm completely exhausted already. And luckily, it is story time next. And this one has a very unexpected ending. (laughs) Let's listen in. It is our story time and... I don't think you get a more colourful, creative character than today's storyteller. She has infectious joy, um, magnificent brooches, and science has never been so stylish and so fun as when she arrived. So I am absolutely delighted this woman literally has it all going on mrs brace is on the podcast today hi mrs brace so well we're so well how are you doing Oh, I am just so excited to be here. It's you know, like the best, you know, it's been really, really, really busy with teaching lots of science and seeing everybody. It has just been the best having everybody on Zoom. I missed everybody so much when we couldn't see everyone, but now see everybody's faces it's much, much better. Nearly like being back at school, oh, but you know, it's like a halfway house, it's really cool. So, I'm much happier now we have Zoom. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Now, your kitchen table is looking quite extraordinary at the moment in your beautiful little cottage. Uh, there's lots of experiments going on. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, there's lots of experiments, lots of test tubes and beakers, and all sorts of bits of kit keep appearing on Zoom. <laughs> you are a huge, huge devourer of books, I know. Um, books, music, uh, just a big, big lover of the arts. Um, and I, I imagine this is probably quite a difficult question for you to answer, but could you just share with us some of your favorite either types of stories or particular books that you have really enjoyed over the years oh my gosh I mean, where, where do I start it was really funny we, we discussed this over dinner the other night and I could I couldn't narrow it down but then I thought I better go for the ones I had read when I was at school because that might be easier so I loved Frankenstein and I loved Dracula they were my two favorite books but when I was really little and I have to say this is still my number one favorite book it's the tiger who came to tea I is honestly I is love that book so much girl is called Sophie yeah and the little girl's called Sophie <laughs> and I still like sausages and mash for tea so <laughs> I have to say honestly it's my favorite book and when they did a film of it at Christmas I was very very excited and I did oh. watch it more than once so, so what have you decided to read for us today I have decided to read a book called The Tadpole's Promise, and it's a love story. Oh, how nice! I thought I'd give you a love story, but it hasn't got a very loving ending, I'm afraid. (gasps) Well, it's it's... all a surprise for you. It just sounds like we just need to hear it. Yes. Um, 
it's uh yeah i mean you i know are a masterful storyteller uh sharing with us uh through your energy and your joy um so i'm gonna leave it to you mrs brace um i'm sure everybody is so having such a wonderful time in your lessons um and we're gonna have a wonderful time listening to you now so i'm gonna say thank you and i'm gonna say bye 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 <laughs> speak soon take care god bless thank you <laughs> Tadpole's Promise by Jean Willis and Tony Ross Where the willow meets the water, a tadpole met a caterpillar. They gazed into each other's tiny eyes and fell in love. She was his beautiful rainbow and he was her shiny black pearl. I love everything about you, said the tadpole. I love everything about you, said the caterpillar. Promise you'll never change. I promise, he said. But as sure as the weather changes, the tadpole could not keep his promise. The next time they met, he had grown two legs. You have broken your promise, said the caterpillar. Forgive me, begged the tadpole. I couldn't help it. I don't want these legs. All I want is my beautiful rainbow. All I want is my shiny black pearl. You promised me you'd never change, said the caterpillar. I promise, he said, but as sure as the seasons change, the next time he met, he'd grown two arms. That's twice you've broken your promise, cried the caterpillar. Forgive me, begged the tadpole. I couldn't help it. I do not want these arms. All I want is my beautiful rainbow. And all I want is my shiny black pearl. I will give you one last chance, said the caterpillar. But surely as the world changes, the tadpole could not keep his promise. The next time he met, he had no tail. You have broken my promise three times. Now you have broken my heart, said the caterpillar. But you are my beautiful rainbow, said the tadpole. Yes, but you are not my shiny black pearl. Goodbye. She crawled up the willow branch and cried herself to sleep. One warm moonlit night she woke up. The sky had changed, the trees had changed, everything had changed except her love for the tadpole. Even though he had broken his promise, she had decided to forgive him. She dried her wings and fluttered down to look for him. Where the willow meets the water, a frog was sitting on a lily pad. Excuse me, she said. Have you seen my shiny black... But faster than she could say pearl, the frog leapt up and ate her in one great gulp. And there he waits, thinking fondly, of his beautiful rainbow and wondering where she went. The end. What a legend and what a story. Now, I know that there are so many of our Heathmount family having so much fun in science at the moment. And I've heard rumours about lots of animals making appearances in her Zoom time too. So much fun. 
<laughs> now, that is the end of episode five. We are flying through this week and this podcast season. Oh, now this afternoon, I am super excited to be recording the Harry Potter episode for Friday with the remarkable Mrs. Jones, along with nine Heath Mount kids. And that is what it's all about. I cannot wait. So I'll see you back here on Friday. Have a great rest of your week. Get in touch anytime and keep looking after each other. Heathmount family, you are the best. Bye for now.